Hello and welcome back to the TTP, Tatani Talks Parsha, the year where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. We have moved on to the second book of the Torah, to the second of the five books of Moses. Now we're dealing with Exodus, Shemos, talking about the names. We finished a Vayichi last week, Chazak, Chazak, Benis, Chazek, Mazotov, and finishing the first book of the Torah. Now we move the story over from the patriarchs, from the Avos to the Shvatim, and now we reach Moshe. Interesting how the Parsha starts off Fe'ela Shemos. These are the names of the people that came to Mitzrayim. It lists off all the family. Then it talks about the Moshe story. And why is Moshe called Moshe? Moshe actually had many different names. One of them, according to the commentators, was called Tov, because when they saw him, the whole house lit up and they saw that he was good it could be the commentators say that he was actually born circumcised and they saw there was something special about him of course his mother Yocheved hid him away from the Egyptians as long as she could people say that she that she gave birth prematurely and they calculated by the time they came to get motion he was already about three months and then she obviously put him in the Nile and put him in his own type of a teva, not the Noach teva, a different type of a teva. And his sister Miriam watched to see what would happen. She sees Basi extend her arm to get him. We talk a whole lesson about that, you know, sending forth yourself. We talked about last season. But this season, focusing about the names a little bit. Why is Moshe called Moshe? He could have been called many things, but the name we go by all the time is Moshe. That's the name he was given by the Basparo, by the Egyptian princess Basia, Bisya. Why do we call him Moshe? Because Kimin Hamayim Mishisuhu, because she took him out from the water. Sometimes we look at a name. Sometimes we're thinking about a name, and the name reveals the real essence of the person. The essence of the person of Moshe was that by the fact that he was taken from the water, he was saved from the water, he could literally fulfill his mission and take out the Jews through Mitzrayim, through the Exodus, through the Yamsuf, through the whole Midbar story, and bring them on the verge of Israel. Isn't it fascinating that because of water, Moshe was saved? And later on, the Jewish people are saved from the impending Egyptian army by the water. And Moshe is not able to strike the water or the ground which hid the, the Egyptian for him and the water which saved him because that's where he came from. So the essence where we think about Moshe is about the water where he comes from. That's his essence. He was taken from the water. He was redeemed from the water. A lot of times when we think about names, we should realize that there is a powerful essence to the names. I talk about this a lot on the Tani Talks live show, previously called the Lecture Series with Reb T. A whole powerful episode about the powerful claim of names. Something to that effect. I forget exactly what we called it, but it's about the names you can find on the Tani Talk live shows on the different podcast forums. You can Google it also. We talk a whole lecture about names because names really reveal an essence of a person. My Hebrew name is Nasan Mordechai. I talk about this a lot. Nasan means he gave, Hashem gave me life, and me, myself, as a male, I try to give. The male and the female relationship, a male is supposed to give, the female is supposed to receive. Obviously, both are supposed to give 100% because the root of Ahava is Hav, to give, but the woman receives and the man gives. They talk about this in Kabbalah. I'm not 40 yet. Can't really talk about it. 
But we're supposed to be givers and doers in life. And the woman takes and receives and is able to transform that and able to be the foundation and the mainstay of the home. So Nasan is to give. I like to give as much as I can. You know, whatever we can give, and God willing, we're going to talk a Tani Talks Life about giving and donating, hopefully coming up soon. But that's the essence of the name Natan. And also Mordechai is my second name. Mordechai obviously being the very famous character from the Shushan Abira story, from the Ahasuerus story, the Haman story on Megillah and Megillah's Esther and Purim coming up in just a couple of months, a couple of weeks really. But besides for that, Mordechai is also known as H.com points out as a warrior. What does that mean, a warrior? Mordechai rallied the, the Bnei Yisrael. He rallied them to fast for Esther. He intervened with Hasach to talk about to Esther what she could do. What could she do? Mordechai says, if you don't step up right now, you and your whole family will be lost. This might be the reason why you were appointed to be queen to save the Jewish people. Mordechai also was a part of the Anshe Knesset Agadola. Mordechai was involved in the government heavily. He becomes viceroy, second in command to Ahasuerus at the end of the Purim story, obviously replacing the wicked, evil Haman. But Mordechai also being one of the powerful people in the day, being one of the people involved in the jury to that day. So we think about these two people. Also, Nasan Hanavi was a major character in the life of David Amalek. Nasan was the one that gave the allegory when David had the situation with Bathsheba and Oria was... Uh, was killed in the battlefront. Nasan gives the the allegory of the set of the person with many sheep and one sheep. And uh, that's David. David takes the muster and he accepts him. I like to talk a lot and and uh, I like to use my voice a lot and give muster to myself and, and those out there. Maybe it comes from that idea. And also Nasan, I believe, is the one that steps up at the end of the story when David is lying on his deathbed and he tells them that another child is rebelling. First it was of Shalom. That was a major difficult period for David, and of course David in the end is reinstated. But at the end of his life, Adoniyahu tries to take over again. And Nasan steps in with Bathsheba, and they say, Behold, Nathan the prophet comes in. And he steps up and explains what's going on, and David rises to the occasion, even though he's deathly ill and is always very, very cold. He needs an attendant to help him out, to try to, to figure out how he could be a little warm and a little more comfortable. And that also is Nasan. Different characters have different names throughout Tanakh, and we can relate to that. And we also think about the Pasuk of our names. My Pesukim are Ner Hashem Nishmas Adam. The candle of Hashem, the candle of God, is the is the soul in a person. Ner Hashem Nishmas Adam. And anyone can seek it. Anyone can try to find it. It should be in the inner depths of our souls and our stomach. Very loosely translated. And Ma'ahavti Torah Secha. How much do I love your Torah? Kol Hayom All day I talk about it. That Pasuk really keys me in that I should be using my voice. And that gave me a big hint and a push what my mission, what my idea should be in life to do these podcasts and to hopefully be on live Jewish radio one day and hopefully be on Ted or Jed one day. Also our big dreams and goals of mine, how I could do things with my voice, talking about voice, talking about how Hashem is always around. When we think about names, we think about the Pesukim, we think about what our essence could be and it could key us into our mission key us into what we're supposed to do. Some people might have different psukim that keys them in that they should be thinking about their family, worrying that the family is okay, not in a bad way. People have different ones that could talk about gavura or strength, that could talk about their mission. You look at your name, what does the name mean? 
what character in Tanakh had the same name as you? What can you emulate? Or what can you see as a role model for yourself with that name from Tanakh? And what is the Pasuk that we're supposed to say at the end of Shema Esri three times a day? There's a special page in the back of the Art Scroll Sitter that keys into the Pasuk that you should say. My name has a Nun and a Nun, so that's why it's the Ner Hashem Pasuk. And, and Mordechai is the Mem and the Yud in the beginning and the end of the word. So those are the Pasuk for me. Each name has the different connotation of what should be said for the verses and if you say the verses of your name they say kabbalistically or otherwise again i'm not 40 that when you come out to hashem after 120 years you won't forget your name you'll have your name and you could say what's when hashem asked what's your name what was your mission what was your purpose what did you do you could say ah my name was nasa mordechai i could say because i said the psukim every day I, I thought about my name often we want it to be we come after 120 years hashem will ask us did you accomplish what you could have accomplished did you do all you could have done did you try your hardest to make a difference to help out in the world? We're asked many questions after 120 years. Were you waiting for Mashiach? Did you pine away for Mashiach? Did you want Mashiach to come? Did you do your business affairs honestly and righteously in a proper way? Did you try to have children? Did you learn Torah every day? Kavata Itim La Torah? And as you know, Pira Virivia, and were you involved in Emuna? In involved in your craftsmanship in an honest way and did you wait for Mashiach? Those are some of the questions. They also say there are other questions. Did you think about yourself? Did you work for yourself in a way that you went to your namesake? We see Ela Shemot. These are the names of the people. These are the people that came down listing all the descendants of Yaakov going through all the people and you see the names of, even the name of Bat, yeah, if you break it down, Bat Ka, the daughter of God. She intervened, even though her own father, Paro, wanted to kill all the males and keep just the females alive. She intervened to be a daughter of God, not a daughter of Paro. She said, I will save this child. And Moshe was raised by, literally under the doting care of the Paro who wanted to get rid of all the males. And he is the one that actually redeemed the Jewish people, which is so ironic, but that's exactly the way Hashem does it. We know that Yochevin and Amram split up because they, they, they were worried about the decree. They don't want to have any more children. And Miriam tells them, the commentators point out, I think the Talmud even says, that you're worse than Paro. She says to her dad, praising chutzpah, but she did it for a righteous reason. He decreed against the males, but now you're decreeing even against the females. Maybe you could have more female children. And he, they actually got back together because of that. And then a lot of people remarried their spouses because of that. And she, lo and behold, thanks to that, they, Moshe came about in the world. The whole world lit up. The whole house lit up. So you look at the names in the parsha. Bayo is the daughter of God, Batka, not the daughter of Paro, because her actions show that she really feared Hashem more than she feared her own father. Father had a cruel, infanticide, disgusting type of a, a decree, a horrible, horrible decree. And Basi said, no, I will save this child. I know it's a Jewish child. I can hear it wailing. I could see that it's a Jewish child that a mother sent away in a teva. She stretched out her arm. She didn't even know if she would reach, but she had a muna. She had bitachon, she would reach, and her arm did reach. She reached out her arm to get it, and that's what happened. We think about the names in life. We think about our purpose in life, our mission in life. Maybe your name, maybe your pasuk can key you into what you should do in life. I'm very big on doing what you're talented at, what you're passionate about, what you love to do, even if it won't make so much money, even if it won't make you millions. But maybe you'll actually fulfill your task and you'll fulfill your purpose. We talk about this a lot. If you have a love for trains, why are you working as a bank teller? If you love to work with animals, why are you teaching math to kids in a kindergarten? This is not where you might be 
okay at it, it might even be good at it, but if it's not where your heart is, if your heart is not in it, it's not where your passion is, find where you should be, find where you should go. Different names have different essences, different spiritual essences, different practical essences. I think of my own name, I think of my own psukim, and it can direct me where I should need to go. We think about Moshe, that was his essence, thinking about how he came from the water, thanks to the kindness of Batya, he was saved from the water, saved for life, spared for life, he grew up in the palace, but he wasn't spoiled, he went out and he saw what was happening to his people, he saw what was happening to those around him, and he saved them, he wanted to save them, he tried to get a lay of the land, he ran away to Midian, in order to have the anger of Paro try to abate and try to calm down a little bit, and he meets with Aaron, and they have a whole beautiful reunification. Aaron's very excited to hear that Hashem chooses Moshe, even though Moshe does not want such a job. We're going to move over to Ve'er and Bo in the coming weeks, and we'll see that the Makos come to try to break down Paro a little bit by little bit. There's a whole question about the stubbornness of Paro's house, of Paro's heart, excuse me, and free will or not. But suffice it to say that there's very interesting aspects to think about what the essence of a person is, the names can really bring a claim. The claim of the name is really interesting to think when we see the names of people in the Parsha. We see the names of, of course, Moshe in the Parsha. Again, he could have been called many things. Even Yisro, by the way, has many different names. And they say that he was called Yasser or Yisro because a Parsha was added because of him into the Torah. He gave the wise advice about how to set up a judicial system so Moshe wouldn't be broken down or, or worn down the whole day to have offers of of ten thousands and thousands and hundreds and fifties and tens in order for it to be proper so that Moshe can really judge the cases that need to be judged. Some people fault him for doing the system. I think it makes sense. I mean, who am I? I'm a little puny. No one, but it makes sense to be able to realistically be able to handle all the people, but people lost his influence from Moshe. They used to wait day until night just to hear a case from Moshe because he had to deal with hundreds of thousands of people. Because of that, Yisro was able to add a Parsha to the Torah, and, and the giving of the Torah is right around that those Parshas also. And Yisro is be able to, and he had many different names, Ruel and Yisro, because, and Chova, because he loved the Torah, was attached to the Torah. He tried many different cultures before the Torah, but he stayed with the Torah because he found it to be true. So we think about the names. We see Ve'ela, Shemos, these are the names. Our names are given to us. They say that parents have a little bit of Ruach HaKodesh, a little bit of divine inspiration when thinking about the name. Lots of times different aspects are involved. When we named our three kids, each each kid had a different name to reflect or to symbolize, to think about someone that they're named for, whether a grandparent or a sibling or a parent. And also the name itself can mean something, whether it can mean to have compassion or it could to be to have grace or to have peace or truth or anything involved. But we think about the names. We see Ve'ela Shemosa and we say, Moshe, Kiminamai Mishisu, he came from the water. Later on, the people were saved through water and also they were given water to drink at Marah. It was bitter, but he threw something in to allow it to be sweetened with the piece of wood or the tree. Different names have different significance. Think about your names. Think about your psukim. Think about how it can relate to your path and mission in life and to your essence in your life here and every day. Join us next time as we talk about a Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. And I'm your host, Tani.